This week on Kettle of Fish, singer R.L. Bell stops by to talk about bringing the sexy to America's Got Talent. Welcome to our after show. We call Kettle of Fish the No Politics Laughter Show. It's time for Kettle of Fish. No debates, hate, or arguments allowed on Kettle of Fish. It's like a Willy Wonka psychedelic acid trip. So hooray for Kettle of Fish. All righty. Welcome to Kettle of Fish, the show after the show, the talk after the talk, the 20-minute comedy money shot after the two hours, usually, of political foreplay. However, today, D, we didn't have an ignorance equation. We put up an old episode because we were out of town. And why were we out of town this weekend? Well... Lee Camp, along with Chris Mohan, are doing a stand-up tour, and we were there, and it was awesome. And they both had really, really good sets. Um, they had, I think, a local guy come on for a few minutes before, and he was really good, and it was just a really cool time. So if you haven't yet, you can go to LeeCamp.net and see where he's going to be soon. They've actually added a couple of cities because they were selling out really, really quick. And we actually had to go to the later show because the early show was just completely sold out like a month before. It was crazy. And, um, yeah, you should definitely go over there and get yourself some tickets. They're not – I mean, it's like it was like 10, 12 bucks a piece. But it was, it was a cool night and a lot of really funny, smart comedy, and that is the best kind. Yeah, very personable. And, um, of course, we got to hang out with Lee afterwards, as we do whenever we go check them out. And um, the one thing I noticed, though, because I'd kind of waited for the crowd to disperse before I went over and talked with Lee, is these guys just take time out to talk to every single person and not rush them through, like, hey, buy a T-shirt, blah, blah, blah. Like, they actually stood there and talked with every single person until the person they were talking to was kind of like, okay, well, I got to go. Like, they weren't rushing anybody out. You could tell they weren't just there to sell merchandise. They really care about their fans and their audience. Absolutely, which is so cool. I mean, and I have to think it's kind of rare. I hope it's not. Um, But so far, everybody, I think that we've pretty much everybody we've met that we've had on the show before has just kind of been like that. So, yeah. Well, because I kind of scope people out first and check and make sure there's somebody that I want to have a conversation with because nobody wants to have a conversation with somebody who's going to be resistance or confrontational or just kind of clam up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm usually a very big fan of somebody if I ask them to come on the show, and I think that's what makes it work, and I think that's why we always get along with the people that we speak with. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Alrighty, so who do we have coming on the show in the next couple of weeks, and who do we have today? All right, well, coming up on trivia, we have comedian A.K. Bjorn, super funny guy. Uh, I actually heard an interview with him that was going to be for our stuff um, for Tin Can, and that's how I found him. Really, really funny guy. Uh, he's going to be on trivia soon, a week after this, I believe. And uh, Kettle of Fish, we've got actress Rebecca Kennedy coming on, and probably one of the most unusual guests we've had i'd say a comedian slash astrologer uh christy bellick is going to be on that should prove interesting and funny i have lots i want to talk to her about (laughs) i was checking out her youtube and she's got a lot of really cool stuff on there very nice uh then this week on well this coming week on ignorance equation we're gonna have jeffrey cabot service back 
one of our favorites. Uh, he's going to enlighten us once again. And then on Musical Osmosis, we've got the Drop Lockers coming up. We've got Goblin coming up. And I know it's it seems like one of those bands, like, you're like, I don't think I've ever heard of them. I guarantee if you watched a horror movie from the 80s, you know Goblin. You know their work. Uh, but this week, we are actually going to have a very special episode of Musical Osmosis remembering a fallen friend slash uh, band guy, Dave. We're, we're going to have... Yeah, he was around. Odell's guitarist in Kid Dynamite for years. And, yeah. and, you know, my old band, even Steven, used to tour around with Kid Dynamite, who later became Onus, of course. And Dave had passed away, I believe it was, uh, not this past Monday, but the Monday before that, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So we'll be inviting some of his friends and fans and everybody else to remember him with us so that should be a very special absolutely Mm -hmm. but today today's not about that no 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 no. today is about um i i i don't even have words i'm just getting flustered no (laughs) today is about the super duper awesome cut way too soon like seriously i couldn't even believe it from this season of america's got talent the first best bodybuilder slash singer i've ever seen in my life mr rl bell rl how you doing hey i'm doing just fine thanks for calling <laughs> in to today yeah thank you for having me on your show Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We've been dying to speak with someone from AGT, and we're going to dig into that in a little bit. I'm just kind of touch on it because I know there's not a whole lot we could talk about. But I kind of want to start with this because I was checking out kind of your backstory, and I see here that you grew up singing in the choir in a church. From what I've been reading, you had a really good relationship with your parents. They seemed like they were super supportive of your singing endeavors. And we get a lot of guests on here who kind of come from the opposite background. Their parents aren't very um, very supportive of their creative endeavors, and they kind of go out and yeah. make it just to kind of be like, I, I yeah. prove to you I can do this. Your story seems to be mm-hmm. the opposite, which is a little unusual. How important was that supportive background to facilitating your singing career? Because you're doing great things now. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know like everybody else, a lot of um... – kids growing up that uh, that's from a you know musical background singing family you know they tend to take their kids at a young age and, and and put them out there in front of people just cold turkey you know that's what my mom and dad did with us and wow. um, I think that yeah I think that's why my brothers and I we we like performing in front of a big crowd and stuff because my mom had us doing that at a young age so it's kind of like it's kind of like in the blood you know so I appreciate them doing that for us and you know, me on the show, um, the bigger the crowd, the, I, I feel the better I perform. You know, that's just how I do it because I'm feeding off of that crowd. I so, can definitely yeah, understand I that. Right, right. Yeah, I get that from my mom and dad, man. That's it. That's why I got so much love for them in this singing thing because, you know, my mom, she was a big-time musician and my dad was a big-time musician and all. And right now, they're they're so behind their kids with the singing uh, career, you know, and me on the show, it's like huge now. And uh, it's like, I feel like I'm living their dream. You see what wow. I mean? Yeah, wow. I definitely. Mm-hmm. Is it a yeah. competitive environment within your family or is everybody really supportive of each other's success? No, everybody's supportive 
of each other because, you know, like I said, I mean, just somebody wants somebody out of this family to make it, you know, because like I said, we all sing. My cousin, she sings for Joel Osteen. Um, yeah, I know you all have heard of him, right? I'm not uh, familiar with him. Yeah, he's a big-time preacher out of Houston, and um, he's known all over the world. Anyway, she sings in his praise choir. And she's had a couple of CDs here and there, you know. Um, but I think my family always has looked at me as the different one in the family. And me doing what I'm doing right now is, is not a surprise to them because they felt it was coming one day, <laughs> you know. Well, let's talk about that um, different because you talk about your style. And I actually wanted to touch on this because you have so much <laughs> charisma on stage. I mean, you just ooze charisma on stage. Do you feel like it's more important to have that stage presence and connect with the audience? Or do you think it's more important to have that God-given talent? Because you've got the voice to back it up. But what are you focused on? You're like, you know, because you've got the outfits and you've got the, the command at stage when you go on there. Everybody's just instantly connects and gravitates to you. Would that mean anything right. without the musical chops, without the lyrical or voice? Or is it a mix? Is it a mixed bag? How do you kind of parcel that out? Well, you know, you know, I feel that God gave me a talent and um, I like to use that talent for people out there. You know, and when I hit that stage, it's just... Um, it's like it's like I'm in my own world, you know, and it's it's like I want to please everybody through my song, you know. So so you know when I'm out there, it's like, you know, for instance, they ask me, "Hey, are, are you intimidated by you know Simon Cowell and all the rest of the judges or whatnot when you hit that stage?" I say, "No, not at all." You know, first of all, I've been singing all my life, and to me, those judges are out there in that audience with the audience. So I'm basically going out there just to please the audience. It's like I don't feel like I'm being judged. I'm, I'm like actually in concert when I hit the stage. You, wow. see, you see what I mean? Yeah. You know, so all, I, all I'm willing to do is to please everyone through my, through my vocals. You know, so I thank God for blessing me with this talent. I want to use the talent to, uh, to make people happy, make them smile. And love our well, you're definitely doing that. Um, let me ask you then about <laughs> the mind frame. And like I said, I know we can't touch too much on the uh, particulars of AGT, but going into this, do you go in with a broad view and like, I know I can do this, I know I can take that million dollars, or do you just focus on the performance in front of you and can you not even allow that million dollar prize to be in your head when you get on stage? Or are you out there actually going for the brass ring? You know what? I know I know it's a competition, you know, but I'm I'm not really going into it to win. Um, I mean, because you know the way some of these shows and competitions work. You know, I mean, hey, you might think that you were good, but somebody else might think that you know someone was better than you. So basically, what I do is I just go into these things, just going to perform, and then let it be what it's going to be. Um, you know, me not being chosen over the the other girl, you know, I'm, you know, I just look at it. Hey, this was her time. You know, um, if I, if I thought that I was better than her or she was better than me, I don't, I don't ever go there. I just, I just feel like, you know what, it's meant for that person to win. And after it was over, you know, I went backstage and they interviewed me and asked me, how did I feel about what happened? And I just told them the same thing I just told you. It's just, you know, it was her time. It's, 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 it's her moment, you know, and I just, I just continue to be RL and do what I do. You know, that's how I see life. 
that's an incredible attitude. And I think that's the attitude you have to have. I mean, to be in yeah. this business, I mean, you can't just go mm-hmm. like fall down in a depressive hole just because you didn't make it through that round that you got right. cut. And so, but what I'm hearing is, is you weren't really having a million dollar prize in your head. You were just going out on that stage and saying, I'm just performing this performance and I'm not thinking beyond that. Right. And, 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 you know, another thing too, when I hit that stage, the reason why I don't want to go in trying to win the money, I'm just really trying to get the exposure. I mean, this is international, you know, I mean, it's millions of people that are watching this show. You know, yeah, winning the show would be okay. You know, um, the million dollars and, and having a chance to perform in Vegas or whatnot, that's that's all cool and all, but I think I'd much rather do it for the exposure because, see, something bigger can happen than a million dollars if yeah. the right person sees you. You know, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's one of the reasons why I want to just go on the stage and just perform. And one well, of the producers told me, oh, look, just go out there and just be you. Just do you. Well, you were absolutely doing that. I mean, everybody could tell how genuine you are as soon as you hit that stage. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> so you've got and, that going, and, definitely. It, it, it's fun too, you know. I mean, it's it's a, it's a lot of work. Um, I mean, you. I mean, we're starting like early in the morning. I'm talking nine o'clock in the morning. And sometimes we're not done until about eleven o'clock at night. Wow. You know, uh, yeah, recording, interviews, retakes, retakes, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but like I say, it's, it's all part of the game. And um, I'm willing to, to play the game to to win, you know. <laughs> well, let's dig in a little bit more about your mind frame because D is actually going to audition this year from AGT. So let's start with this. What kind of advice would you have for D? Because she's got an incredible voice. I mean, we this summer we went out with friends. She did karaoke for right. the first time in front of them. People were like poking me, like, "Why? Why haven't you got her on a stage? I don't understand. She's amazing. I mean, she right, is right. amazing." What advice do you have for Dee um, if she's thinking about going into this competition? What is some of the hurdles well, she needs to look out for? What she needs to do first of all, she needs to go with a positive attitude, and don't be nervous, don't be scared, don't think that hey. Uh, it's not going to work for me. I'm going to give it a shot. You know, go in there confident, you know, like, you know, you're going to get chosen is the way you got to go into it. You know, um, you don't have long to, to sing on your audition. So I would tell her to try and pick a song. First of all, that they know. Right. Um, and then to try and, if you can pick out the best, strong, strongest parts in that song, I would focus on that. I mean, like if it's a long intro part of that song or whatnot, because most likely you'll probably be doing it uh, acapella with no music. Right. I would try and pick out the best, strongest parts of that song, you know, because that's what they're going to look for. Right on. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. And yeah, he's not exaggerating. They're like, there was at least like Mm -hmm. seven or eight of them that are like, you need to do something with that. I swear you need to be doing something with that. Like just... And I'm like, okay, okay, you guys wore me down. I give. I give up. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, I've been but, telling you for exactly. years, you need to do something with that voice. Let me um, shift gears here, D, and get back with RL about the actual mind frame. When you go into this, what's more stressful? Is it the actual auditioning process, or is it hitting that stage and being judged? You know, mm, I guess, I guess the audition part of it, because you got to make the show. Once you make the show, then it's gravy after that. That's for you know, with me it is. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's just trying to get on the show itself. Once you're on the show performing, it's like like I say, I'm in concert. Then I'm, I don't even feel like I'm being judged. The only time I feel like I'm being judged is for the audition to make it to the show. You hear that, D? Good perspective there. Yeah, yeah, really, seriously. I mean, and like I say, just make sure you pick the right song. The song, oh, the yeah, song that'll make or can break make you. or break you. Exactly. It, it, it can make or break you. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because mm-hmm. I did, um, the first time I ever did a competition, I made it all the way through. I actually tied for first, and they had us uh-huh. go through and pick some songs off of um, a list that they had. And I was like, well, I've never done this song let me choose this song and it was great and it was wonderful it was the first time I'd ever sang it and I was like man that was like the best I've ever done right and it was Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive and as soon as I was done crickets and I was like oh god I knew like right then and then the other girl she did her song and, you know, she had a few mistakes and she, you know, got lost here and there and whatever. I mean, and it was fine. It wasn't, you know, great, but it was mm-hmm. fine. And she mm-hmm. won. And I was like, I totally picked the wrong song. I just killed myself. And I yeah. knew. Well, do you go right. into this, RL, <laughs> with like her signature song is What's Up by Four Nine Blondes. And that's the song she is strongest on. Does she audition uh-huh. with that, Guns Blazing? Or does she audition with something that's not her signature song and wait until she gets into like a finals or semifinals and then unleash that. Like what's the right strategy? I think, I think I would go in with, 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 with a signature song to make it to the show because what I think you're going to do if you don't, if you don't make it, I think you might end up um, doubting yourself or, you know, you might end up being mad at yourself because I didn't do that song. You know, I always believe in doing something that I want to do. So if I, if I, if I do it and I know I did it well, I know it's not my fault because I'm happy with what I did. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, if it's a song that, that I do, you know, I'm doing because I think that they might like it or whatever, but it's not a song that I'm not really happy on doing, you know, I'm going to be mad. Yeah. So you, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm, you so what you're saying basically is like anybody can go in and audition and that's great. But you really, right. you can't even be thinking about that. You just have to go in and say, you know what? I love this song, and I'm going to sing the song, and I'm going to do it the way I love that's to do it, it because that's who I am. That's it. That's awesome. Wise that's words. Right, because that's the, song, that's the song you know that you're happy with, and you know that's the song that you tear up. So why wouldn't you do it for your right. audition? You see what I mean? Too true. I mean, that's there what I go. did. That's what I did. I went down there, and I did me and Mrs. Jones. That was the song that I auditioned with. And, you know, I blew him away with it. And um, and that's the song that I ended up doing on the show as well. You know, so do you know so where you are in the competition in your gut? Like when you do the audition or you're like, I nailed it, I'm going through. When you get cut or the judge cuts and you're standing up there, do you go, I know I'm going to make it in your head? Or are you like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to make this round? Like what's your mind? Do you know what to expect? Or is it just you can never know? Are you talk- you're talking actually on the show or for the audition? Either. I mean, when you go through the audition, you're like, well, I'm definitely in. And then when you're on the show, are you like, I don't know? Well, I tell you what, when I did the audition, when I did that audition, I was extremely happy on what I did. Okay. And there again, you know, had they not picked me, at least I would have known that, you know, hey, I know I did a good job. 
but I was happy with it. I had a strong vibe that they was going to pick me. Seriously. And that's exactly what happened. Now, when I got to the show, when I did my two rounds, um, what what song was it? Uh, Let's Get It On, when I was singing for Reba. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. sang that song. I've sang that song better um, different places, you know, but we had to edit the song down. You know, we didn't, we didn't, you know, we couldn't do the, the full song. So I tried to pick out the best parts in that song, mm-hmm. you know, that was the strongest. You that know, when I exited it off the stage. wracking right? Say it again. That prep work's got to be nerve wracking, right? To cut that song down like that. Yeah, you know, because you're doing it a little bit different, you know. But like I said, you know, you you get with the music production back in the back, and you go over it, and you you edit it the way that you want it or whatnot, you know. And then I rehearse it a little bit, and and then just get out there and do it, you know. But I was I was I was about maybe ninety percent happy on what I did. Um. But when they chose her, you know, like I said, I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a letdown. But I wasn't so let down to where I was mad at myself, thinking, man, I should have done it a better, better than, you know, blah yeah, blah that's blah. Important. I didn't do that. Yeah, that's very important, you know. I mean, because you're gonna go home thinking about that, and that's not what I want to do, you know. I just, I just said to myself, hey, I did a good job, but it was her time. And that was it. Yeah, and I think that's the right mm-hmm. attitude, definitely, to have. Right. Let me um, mm-hmm. shift gears here, because we've only got a couple minutes left. I want to talk to you about R.L. Bell, the solo artist, and R.L. Bell performing with your band, Deep Soul. What is the difference mm-hmm. between those two projects? What are you getting out of solo that you're not getting with the band, and vice versa? Well, the thing with the with, with me, um, you know, I, I, I sing a lot. I sing a lot, you know, but when I'm singing by myself, it's, it's a lot of ballads and stuff that I do when I'm singing out solo. When I'm with my band and we play out, then that's when the really, the really funky stuff comes out. The funky R.L., the rock R.L. Nice. comes out. You, you see what I mean? And, and, and it's like I really love singing with the band because it's like now you're actually really performing. And you're performing different styles within that time frame of your act. You see what I mean? But when I'm singing by myself, you know, I'm more or less just loving it with the love songs and just, you know, it's not boring, of course. I mean, I love it too, and it's sexy and all, but it's just, it's just, just me. Yeah. You see, but with that band, man, it's, everything is hot. So that's, you're I in think a that's studio the now, right? Too. Are you doing solo I'm work in, a in studio the studio? Right now. I am. I'm working on a single right now. We're trying to get it done uh, within a couple of weeks because I have so many people asking, do I have a single? Do I have a CD out? You know, we're ready to buy it. We want to see you in concert, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, a lot of that is from the show. And I'm getting a lot of hits overseas. I'm, I'm serious. Overseas, they're really wanting Ariel to come out there. I nice. bet. You know, so. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So yeah. does so, that uh, help you know, the, single... the stress then? Do I have to like? Do you feel like now I have to do this because I'm going to the next level, or is it just like you said, you're doing you? Well, I'm 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 doing me, but my name is so hot internationally right now, to where I need to I need to have something out. I need to be here. I need to be there uh, because the world is wanting it. And you know, it was a whole lot of people upset with what happened with the show. You know, I bet. and I'm trying to. Ex- yeah, seriously. And, you know, but I'm just trying to let them know that, hey, just stay tuned to RL because it's not over yet. It's not over yet. And the song is, you know, like I said, it's about, it's almost finished. 
and it'll be on iTunes and CD Baby and all that, blah blah blah, you know. But yeah, the the world is 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 really looking for me to uh, take the place of a lot of people that aren't here anymore. You know, we don't have the Prince anymore, the Luther Vandross, yeah. the Rick James. We don't have any of those characters anymore. And I mean, a lot of people are looking for me to replace that. Even a couple of producers of AGT um, told me that. Wow. Um, you know, and the music today, I mean, I love music today, but it's not like the music back in the day. You got that right. You know, so, if, yeah. So if I can bring back, if I can bring back that old sound with a new click to it, I think, I think it might work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah. do you feel like you have a greater responsibility than your average artist because you are, in a sense, trying to carry on the um, legacy of all the people you just named, of all the princes and Vandross and things yeah. like that? I do. I do. And, 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 you know, like I said, I mean, me being on this show and people watching me, I mean, a lot of people told me just from my look, that look is so different and that look takes us back to the time when it was hot. You see what I mean? It's like it's like a new age, old age, is is what it is, and I feel like I'm the one that 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 can bring that because we don't have it. I mean, a lot of these young singers today. I mean, they they call it R and B, but it's not R and B. It's not that R and B R and B. It's not that rhythm and blues heavy funk. It doesn't have that sex appeal. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you know, my mom tells me she say, "Son, she say, don't take this the wrong way now." She said, but you're the daughter that I never had. I said, Mom, why do you tell me that all the time? She, <laughs> she said, well, why do you tell me that all the time? She said, well, it's because even in your singing, I can see that soft side in you that comes out. And I think that's what the ladies like about you. You're not, you know, you work out and you're bodybuilding and all that, but you still have this sensual sexiness about you. And and I and it's not like I'm trying to do that. It just it just it just happens. And it really happens when I have a microphone in my hand. Well, let me make this last point then, because when you walk out on that stage, and you're right, your appearance and um, just your style, it gravitates, like I said earlier, people to you. When I saw you walk on that stage the first time, my ears perked up, and I'm like, I can't wait to see what this guy does. (laughs) When other people walk out, they're like, oh, let's see what happens. But with you, there's an anticipation just from your look and your style and your manner of speaking with the judges and the way you mix it up. Your charisma is the only way, you know, that it factor, I guess. People just right, right, right. have that expectation. It really raises the bar for you, though, right? You can't come out there and just suck. I mean, you come out there and you really <laughs> nail it. Because, that, but that expectation's high, so that's the other side of it, right? And and you know, uh, and I'll make this quick. Um, the way that I was dressed on both songs, I was dressed like I was in the finals already. And that's just me, though. I don't. I don't care if I'm in the semifinals, the finals, the beginning of the contest. I don't care. It's like I have to make a statement every time I hit the stage. That's just me. Well, you nail it. I mean, it is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, and that's why, out of everybody, I said we've got to get RL on. He, the guy, has so much style. I have friends who play in different funk projects, and you bring it back for me, old school, like my buddy Andy Dorsey, who could tear up a bass, tear it up. And I wanted That's to talk right. with somebody who does that because I'm interested in your mind process. I want to thank you for sharing with right. us today. Oh, man, I, I love you all for having me on your show, though. And anytime, let me know, and I'll be glad to be back. Awesome. Absolutely. Okay, tell everybody where they can find you and when we can expect to hear some new music from RL. Well, you can look me up on uh, – I have a fan page. Uh, it's RL Bell, and I have uh, Instagram. That's RL Bell as well. 
uh, Twitter, RL Bell was RL underscore Bell for Twitter. Um, and I will be in Vegas, you know, um, all of, well, the end of September. And like I said, my song will be out. My song will be out hopefully within two to three weeks. And look nice. for that on iTunes, all the social media stuff like that. You can find the song. And you can One last it. thing. I just thought of this. I got to uh-huh. ask you before you go out the door. Um, if this process is truly over, and there's always a chance of people being brought back, they do different things where they bring people back. But if this right. season is truly right. over, do you see ever going back and auditioning again for AGT? Or is that part of your life done? I don't. That's a good question. I mean, that really is a good question. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm done yet with the show. I don't know if they're going to call me back. I don't know what's going on, but I, I will tell you that uh, they do love RL. Um, and, you know, it is what it is. But auditioning again for it, that's kind of, it's a yes, yes and a no. It just all depends on, you know, what they want me to do. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, it's fun. It's, it's, and it's a lovely show. It's international. You know, but it is what it is, man. I mean, the judges are the judges, you know. So I agree with that. Hopefully, like I said, hopefully something big is getting ready to happen and everybody is CRL in every state. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, I look forward to seeing what you do next, RL. Thank you so much for calling in today. Thank you, man. All right, you have a good one. All righty, D, there All we right. go. Let's go get some dinner because we're running late today. And we had a great episode. We'll be back next week with Rebecca Kennedy from multiple, mostly horror movies. I can't wait to talk with her, right? Absolutely. I, I think it's I think it'll be pretty cool. I mean, because you know me, I do love, love, love a horror movie. And I am still on the lookout for the movie that will really scare me because it just... It doesn't happen very often. Yeah, good luck with that. It's hard to scare you. All righty, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will be back next week with Kettle of Fish. See you later, guys. <laughs>